From Capital Broadcasting Company and Mix 101.5, this is Scene and Screen. I'm your host, Diane Ramsey. Today, I am talking with the Cary Players. We have a few of the players in the room. More than one. This is a big interview for me. It's usually me, one person, maybe two other people. Um, But Dan Marchenko, you are the founder and president of the Cary Players. That's correct. You are here. So we'll start off. We'll bring the players in in a minute. But um, let's just talk about the history of the Cary Players because I'm sad to say that I didn't know you guys existed. I feel a little guilty about that. You should. You should feel terrible about that. (laughs) No, we have been around since 2001. We started the company in October of 2001. We did our first production in January of 2003. We produced okay. Our Town. We probably had about a, close to 1,000 people come out to see our very first show, which I thought was pretty cool. That's impressive. Know? That's and, very uh, good. Yeah, for a community theater. And, and the reason I started the company was because I was looking around for a company to go join and do uh-huh. something with. And I looked around Carrie, and there was nothing at mm. all. There was nobody doing theater in Carrie. There were other places around right. Raleigh and Garner. At that time, uh, my research said that there was a th- one theater company for every 30,000 citizens in North Carolina. And Cary mm. had over 100,000 people, and there was no theater company. So I, uh, I started one. And amazingly, all these amazing people showed up and wanted to be a part of it. What was that like to start it? I can't even imagine. Was social media around back in 2003? No, no, not at it's all. It's not like you could just put a Facebook post up. Gosh, I can't even remember what we did, but we, we got the word out through, um, I think maybe I went to Lazy Days in Cary that summer. I sat uh-huh. there at a table all by myself, and I <laughs> had a little flyer said, I'm starting a theater company, and people came by, and they said, oh, and they picked up a flyer, and and eventually we had a mailing list, and we, we had our first meeting, and just, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. So it really is community-driven. I want you to talk about how what your goals are. I know just on your website it said core values. I thought that yeah. was interesting. Well, you know, after our first couple of shows, we kind of fell apart as a company. Um, no. I quickly realized that without some guiding principles, amazingly, egos got in the way. <laughs> With actors? What? Done. I know. And that was <laughs> not what I wanted because... Uh, I've always believed in theater without egos, true community theater where people get along and respect one another no matter what their position in the production is. But after two shows, I quickly realized that that just wasn't going to happen. Their, people's egos were getting in the way. So mm-hmm. we, we sort of went dark for like 18 months. And then um, a few folks and I got back together at, a, at the circus restaurant in downtown Cary <laughs> for a few milkshakes, and we, we hashed out our core values. And our core values are, number one, respect the player. Uh, that means everybody gets respect, no matter what your role is. Nobody is above anybody else. We all work together on this. Uh, we really stick to that. And we will find anybody who's being disrespected, we, we kind of put a stop to it right away. It's just not how we do things. Number two was to uh, inspire the patron. We wanted to do shows that left people feeling good, you know, not mm-hmm. made you question your existence or, <laughs> or, or your beliefs. And so we do shows that frankly, people want to see. You can't really maintain a company if you're not bringing in people and putting them in seats. Mm-hmm. So, so Makes sense. That's the second core value. The third core value was to uplift the community. And so throughout our existence, we've tried to uh, give back to the community and in uh, charitable ways. We bring in groups that wouldn't normally get to see a show and have them come see our shows. So we, we do that. And then finally, it's to educate and entertain. And not educate in the way that um, we're going to tell you how the world works. It's more like, well, how does theater work? Educate yeah. the theater. But then entertain, too. 
people just want to be entertained and they so do. that's that's what we do that's so wonderful that, well those, that sounds really those, good those values drive everything that we do every decision we make so you don't are you the artistic director or do you even have an artistic director well, we have a we have a board of directors that sort of guides us and every year we get together and Joey uh, who's here today uh, he's on our board of directors he is uh, the last couple of years been involved in our play selection committee. Oh, I was just going to ask you how yeah. you select your plays. Well, Joey, yeah. step up to the mic. <laughs> um, how how do you guys uh, come to that decision? Well, well those so, many decisions, actually. Yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that because we're just about getting ready to start that process up for the next season already. Mm. But um, yeah, the idea is uh, to to get together not only people from the board but others from the theater community that we respect, but we, we just get together and pitch ideas, right? And uh, following the core values, what, what Dan has said before, we want to entertain, but also, you know, make interesting theater. It's not mm-hmm. gonzo theater or anything too crazy <laughs> like that, but um, stuff that we think people actually want to see. And uh, we like to have a, a mix uh, in Mix 101.5. Ah, <laughs> in, in our play selection. Uh, so like, for example, for this season and most seasons, we usually do, we have four shows. Okay. One is probably going to be a musical. Uh, usually we'll, we'll have a Christmas show mm-hmm. and then uh, a comedy and a drama, straight play. And so uh, that, that I mean, it's that those aren't hard and fast rules, but we find that that mixture works, works. pretty well. Yeah. And and then we, we uh, pitch that. We see what's been done in the area lately. We don't want to you know, double up right. shows and what we think will not only bring in a bring in an audience, but also bring in talented actors who want to act in in interesting shows. Uh, Twelve Angry Jurors was one of those that's uh, on top of the list, I would say, of a show that hadn't been done in a while in this area, but mm-hmm. also it's like something people know and is a nice acting challenge for a large group of people. And that is what you are doing. That is your first show. Perfect segue there, (laughs) Joey, into the first show, 12 Angry Jurors, staged September 27th through the 29th, and then again the following weekend, October 4th through 6th. Um, You did bring a couple of cast members with you. We have um, Dion, Dion Castro, and Emily Keola. And uh, you guys are are, uh, jurors? What is, I mean, I'm assuming that you're jurors. (laughs) Yeah, with the show being 12 angry jurors, there are 12 12. angry jurors. And Um, and do we also have the the person that's on trial? Are they ever seen? uh, Not the person that's on trial. There are a couple other parts, Mm -hmm. such as the guard that'll come around, that'll help kind of guide the jurors into the the box where they do their um, uh, deliberating. There's also... The voice of the judge that kind of sets the tone for the beginning of the show that kind of provides the setting for what's happening, what the case has just been, what the duty of the jurors is. Um, Mm. And it just kind of sets the tone. But the show primarily focuses on the uh, on the jurors On the 12 jurors. Um, Now, this was originally the 12 Angry Men. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to jump back. Okay, good. That. Please do. <laughs> yeah, so this was originally uh, a movie, first off. That's what I thought, or a, tel- a teleplay or something? It, it, it was on it, television? It was, yeah, it was, uh, sorry, you're correct. It was a television movie back yeah. in 1957, uh, and Henry Fonda. That's who I remember. Also in it. It's interesting. There, There is kind of a protagonist and an antagonist in the show, mm-hmm. but it's, it's mostly a, a group piece, almost 12 pretty equal characters. But yeah, there was a movie in 1957, and then there was a... An updated version in 1997 that was on Showtime with uh, George C. Scott. Um, Never saw that. Oh, that. That's actually the first time I saw it, and it's it's a, it's a great adaptation. I bet it is good. 
but it's also been produced many times as a play since. And it is a great, like I said, it's a great play to have a bunch of talented actors come together. It all takes place in the deliberation room over the course of one evening. It's drama almost in its purest form, I, I would say. Neat. But then since we are updating it, it's no longer called 12 Angry Men, then we put some women in there, <laughs> right? And I did I did look at your description of the characters, mm-hmm. and I did notice that they, they were not necessarily gender-specific. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. And we do have the lovely Emily, so you, you want to speak. Uh, what role did you audition for? Um, I auditioned for juror number two. She's a quiet, shy juror who has trouble expressing her own opinions. She tries to form an opinion, but then she easily gets swayed by other people's opinions. Is that the role you're playing? Yes. Okay. So do the jurors have names? They don't have names. They're only identified by their numbers. Interesting. I suppose in a technical sense, they are characters, so they do have names, but they aren't specified in the show. Gotcha. So that's that's one of the challenges, I suppose, that we have as actors is that we have to be able to convey these characters and, you know, share these characters' personalities and let the audience get to know them, not by their names, but by who they are and what they believe. Gotcha. Well, who's directing? Are you directing, Dan? No, no. Yvonne Anderson is directing this show. Wonderful and, director. And, wonderful uh, she's put together a strong cast. With all, she's got a great mix. I think it's half and half, isn't it? Men and women? I believe so, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So Yvonne Anderson's kind of been a fixture in the local community theater community, Mm -hmm. uh, directing (laughs) for a while. Uh, She's actually a a teacher by day. She's uh, wonderful and uh, is bringing a lot of passion to this project, so I'm very excited to see the finished product. Yeah, me too. So what's the, what is it like, um, you know, staging the show? Are you all sitting? I'm just trying to envision what this is like. Are you walking around? We do have the uh, job of filling the Cary Art Center stage with movement and, you know, have the freedom to get up and make strong choices and to use the stage to tell an interesting story. Making it interesting instead of just sitting down and right. delivering lines. Mm. Yeah, Yvonne, I think, wants to... Uh make this a modern rendition of the show, bringing it into the present day. Right, because it's not set in 1957. It's not. It's, it's, you know, the script says it's set in the present. She's, she's coming up with a way to make it feel like it's happening right now. And mm. so, and our set designer, Ian Robson, he's a, he's a genius, uh, has put together a creative little set that will help, I think, facilitate that. So. Cool. Well, what do you guys like? I'll go ahead and start with you, Emily. What do you like about the Carrie Players? Sounds like a fun group. Um, I really like their values. It um, does things that people want to see, plays that make you think at the end of the day, kind of like 12 Angry Jurors. Mm -hmm. Everyone's very polite, nice to work with. Um, It's been such a great experience so far. It's been my first. And um, what about you, Dion? One of the things I've appreciated is their Peach Awards, which is kind of like their volunteer uh, appreciation, you know, recognizing the incredible talent, also recognizing the incredible volunteers that it takes to, you know, maintain such a theater company. Like Emily said, their values as well. I really appreciate theater companies that value their community mm-hmm. and that want to, you know, help spread messages of, you know, positivity and uh, help uplift the community, as they say. So that's one of the things I've really enjoyed. One of the things that um, I, I enjoy most about this show, in particular with 12 Angry Jurors, is that it's almost a uh, critical thinking exercise. We have 12 different individuals that come together that 
one person challenges, you know, the status quo and it challenges people to, you know, not just take things at face value, but also to delve into the facts yourself and, you know, really test things, you know, so that you're not just taking what's on the surface, but you're really deciding for yourself what you believe about what's being presented to you. Cool. So what what are people, why, why should they come and see it? What's great about it? I, I think it's a great story, and uh, it's it's uh, kind of relevant to a lot of what we see going on today. And we we don't like to get political in our shows. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything's political these days, kinda doesn't it? It does seem that way. Yeah. So we're not going to get political, but I think what it does help you do is is uh, is help us look at the world through other people's perspectives and not mm-hmm. just our own. That's important. I think that's what the jurors eventually have to come to grips with is that Mm -hmm. what they have always thought with their firmly held beliefs, maybe they do need to to at least be open to other people's ideas. And as Dan was saying, there are lots of themes that are relevant at any time, you know, not just in 1957, not just in 2019, but themes of justice and poverty, background, where you come from, um, Mm -hmm. different things like that. Yeah, prejudice. prejudice. It deals with a lot of difficult topics. But it doesn't hit you over the head with them, right? So it's very yeah. It doesn't hit you over the subtle, head, and you come away, I think, feeling feeling a little uplifted at the end because uh, people can work together, and and, well, and so that's that's our hope, right? I think we all need to be reminded of that. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the wide range of personalities and ages that are represented in this play. You've got louder people, opinionated people, quieter people. People that just don't want to be there. And it really it really represents everybody who attends jury duty. There's always somebody in that group. And I think anybody who's watching will be able to identify with at least one of the jurors very well. Well, looking forward to seeing 12 angry jurors uh, very, very soon. And you mentioned the Cary Art Center. Where do you perform? Yeah. I never got to that. Yeah, the Cary Art Center. It used to be the old Cary Elementary School. But a few years ago, Town of Cary renovated it, and now it has a beautiful 400-seat theater inside. Right. It used to be the old media center. We actually performed on that old media center uh, back in the old days. Uh, <laughs> but it's a really nice theater. If you haven't been there, you got to check it out. Cool. Um, so let's hit on some of the other um, things that are happening this season. Yeah, um, so at Christmas time, we, we're doing um, the best Christmas pageant ever. Okay, it sounds fun. Yeah, that's based on the children's book. Many people are familiar with that story. It's okay. it's the Herdman kids and uh, chaos at the Christmas pageant. <laughs> it's a good time, directed by Shelley Sink. Uh, that's in early December, and then in January we've got uh, Death by Design, which you'll have to explain a little bit. That might be the hardest uh, sell of the season, but I it, it's it's one that everyone should definitely look at. So the full the full title is uh, "Death by Design: A Comedy with Murder." Oh, um, I love it. So basically, what it is is a is an Agatha Christie type story. Oh, cool! Told in like a mansion house in the 1930s in England, but it's a farce. Oh. So there's a lot of silliness going on with this murder mystery as well. Um, it's actually a fairly recent play. Um, mm. That has come out in the past ten years or so, and it's got it's gotten great reviews. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's a modern take on an older uh, classic type of murder mystery story, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's uh, going to be January thirty first through February first, and then also February seventh through ninth uh, next year, uh, directed by Mia Peters. Cool. And then I think everybody's going to want to see this because I've seen this, the, the tour of Shrek the Musical. Is it the same thing? <laughs> yeah. That's oh. it. Shrek the Musical. So much fun. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to this one. 
Uh, this is a, it's a great show, and everybody loves Shrek. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with that, right? Exactly. I'm actually hoping to audition for it next spring oh, myself. You know, <laughs> you can't see him, but he. I think you could do that. I really do. You've got that presence. Oh, it's just great. Okay, so uh, April. <laughs> no precasting. Yeah. No precasting, but. April 24th through uh, May 3rd is when that is, and that should be fun for the whole family. Oh, I would think, yeah. Anything else you want to throw in? Well, I'll just say that this show, 12 Angry Jurors, this is our 62nd production as a community theater company. And if you haven't seen any of our previous 61 shows, please you know, take this as an opportunity to come get to know us. We've been doing this for a while. We've got a, we've got a pretty good system going. It's, it's, a, it's a fun night out. And, and I don't even know if we've said this technically yet, but uh, you can get tickets. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> you read my mind, uh, Either at the box office at the Cary Arts Center mm-hmm. or uh, going to our website, carryplayers.org. And there's six shows to choose from across two weekends coming up. And uh, please, please check it out. And you also probably need volunteers. You are a community theater. How do people get involved that way? Yeah, go to our website and sign up to get our volunteer uh, emails, and then you'll be notified when we have an opportunity. And there's always opportunities coming up. Oh, good. Good to know. The Kerry Players, thank you so much, Dan Marchenko. Thank you. And, of course, uh, co-producer and board member Joey DeSenia. Close close enough. (laughs) Names will get you every time. And cast members Dion Castro and Emily Keola. (laughs) Wonderful to be here. I can't wait to see you guys on stage. It's going to be a lot of fun, 12 Angry Jurors. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Diane Ramsey. Thanks so much for listening to Scene and Screen. If you like the show, I'd appreciate you giving us a review, sharing it with your friends. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app. This podcast is a production of Mix 101.5, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.